clap our hands to Jesus. He's the reason that we're here this morning. We love you, Jesus. We magnify you. We lift you up, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in this place. We thank you for what you're doing in this place. Hallelujah. We thank you for what you're doing in this place. Hallelujah. That's it. Just from the bottom of your heart, just for a moment more, as you open up your spirit to him, his spirit will come in and move. We thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We are indebted to you this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm so thankful for what we feel in this place this morning. The presence of God is here to do a mighty work among us this morning. Amen. There is a great expectation of his of what he is going to do. We can feel it in the atmosphere. And I'm so thankful to be here. Thank you, Pastor Wright, for the opportunity to be with this wonderful church. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to go to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, a verse of Scripture that, that uh, we may be able to quote from memory. But I want us to read this together. And I believe the Lord is going to speak to us if we will open our hearts to Him. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you. Everyone say, called you. He called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. He called you. Turn to someone beside you and say, He called you. Tell that person beside you, it's not an accident you're here this morning. He called you. He called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. I want us to put our Bibles down and one more time, let's lift our hands toward heaven. Let's open up our hearts, our spirits to receive what he would speak to us. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in this place, what you have already done and what you are about to do. Lord, we open up our hearts and our minds to receive from you this morning. We thank you in advance for what you are going to do. I take dominion and authority over every spirit of doubt, every spirit of fear, everything that would be contrary to your word. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I lose faith right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your spirit move in this place like a flood in the name of Jesus. We open up our hearts and our spirits to receive you in the name of Jesus. We thank you in advance for what you are going to do. In Jesus' name, clap your hands to the Lord all over this place one more time. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. The Apostle Peter wrote to the New Testament church reminding them of their calling. Reminding them of their purpose. He, he, he writes to them and he says, He has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Romans chapter 8 and verse 30 says, Moreover whom he did, he did predestinate them, He also called. And whom He called them, He also Justified. So the reason that any of us are here this morning is because he called us. You may not know why it is that you came this morning. You may not know why it is that you got up this morning. But I believe that there was a calling that happened. You may have been 
had other plans to come this morning or had other plans to go somewhere else today. But but for whatever reason, you got up this morning and decided to come to the house of God. I, I, I don't believe that that was an accident. I don't believe that is an accident that any of us are here. But but there is a calling. I'm called. It wasn't just happenstance. But he called me. He called me. You may not have heard the audible voice of God this morning, but there was something that was spoken into your spirit, a calling. And, and, and here in the word of God, the, the writer reminds us that, that they, they reminds them that they were not just an ordinary people, but they were a people that have been called out of darkness into light. And, and our text is written to the church that had experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They had been baptized in the name of Jesus. And the apostle reminds them that something unique had happened when they had, when, when, when they, when they received received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that there was a transition that had happened when they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They are now a, a royal, they are now a chosen generation and a royal priesthood that God has chosen them out of everybody else. God has filled them with His Spirit and now they are walking in a new authority there for whatever reason. Why Why is it that I'm here and, and my brother's not here? Why is it that I survived the accident and someone else did why is it that I'm here because God has a purpose he has a plan he has called he said I have called you for a reason and what God had planned from the from the desired from the very beginning of time has now come to pass. The plan of God was was that there be a priesthood of believers that would now have the right to go directly to the throne of God and offer up spiritual sacrifices. And after the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there we are now, they are now priests. The Bible says, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. We understand that because of Adam's sin, because of man's sin, there was a separation from God. And, and in the book of Genesis, we see a, a perfect relationship with God. It was in the cool of the day that Adam would walk and commune with God. And God's plan from the beginning was to have a relationship with his most precious creation. But the Bible says that sin entered into the world. So by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. It was there in the garden that the relationship with God was broken. So we see, when we look and read in the Old Testament, we see in the Old Testament as God begins to institute the priesthood in order to bridge that gap between God and man. And and God, He would set aside the tribe of Levi to handle the duties of the priesthood. It would be this select group that would do everything, that would minister to to the, in the house of God. It would be this select group of individuals who would have the privilege of communing with God. It, it would be this select group of individuals who would be the teachers. They would be the scribes. They would be the musicians. They, they would be the ones that would serve in the tabernacle. It would be this select group of people that only them, they would minister to the Lord because of man's fallen state, because of man's sin. It would be this select group of people, this select group of Levites that would bridge the gap between God and man. This was a ministry that they would pass down from father to son. 
They, this was a ministry that had so many restrictions upon it and had requirements upon it in order to serve in this special ministry. There, there, there were special clothing that they had, had to put on. It would be a, it would be kept in the family. You had to be born into the tribe of Levi in order to serve as a priest. You had to be born into that tribe in order to be able to serve God in that role. The high priest, he would name his son the next high priest and would go from father to son, from father to son. They, they would put on special garments. You can read the book of Leviticus and, and study how they had to wear the special garments. They had to be at least 30 years of age to serve in the ministry. There were all this process and, and requirements. And we see that there was also a process in order to become a priest. The book of Leviticus, it, it outlines the process and, and the requirements. We see that it was the son of the high priest. They would take him and they, they would submerge him in water and they would cleanse him. He had, he had to be washed. He had to be cleaned. He had to make sure that he was clean before that he could serve in the priesthood. Then they would take an oil, the anointing oil, and they would pour that anointing oil upon his head. There, there had to be an anointing. There had to be a separation in order to serve in that role as the high priest. There must be an anointing that was poured upon his head and a separation in order to serve. And then we see that there was a, there had to be a public declaration that, that the high priest had to come out and had, had to make a declaration before the people and declare to them, this is my son. This is the one who will now be the mediator. This him, he will be now the one that will be able to serve you and be able to touch God for you. And so we see that that temporary solution for man's fallen condition, that this would be the way that man would be able to touch God through, through this priest who had been washed, he had been anointed, he had now been declared as the priest. And so we see, then as we go into the New Testament, we, we see that when Jesus comes into the world, he, he became our priest, the man Christ Jesus. He now becomes the mediator between God and man. And it was prophesied that this Jesus would be our priest according to the uh, order of Melchizedek. And so it was as Jesus, Jesus at the age of 30, he, the same age that was required by the priesthood to enter into the priesthood, he, he walks down the road and he goes down to the river where John is baptizing and Jesus says to John, I need you to baptize me. And he comes to John and he says, and he says, when he was baptized, went straightway out, Matthew 3 and 16, went straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So we see that in the New Testament how Jesus becomes our high priest. We see that Jesus was baptized in, in water, symbolic of preparation for the priesthood. He is washed, he is cleansed, and then the Spirit descends upon him like a dove and this was that anointing that comes upon him and then we see in that baptism a voice that comes from heaven declaring that Jesus was his son. We see, we see that this was not a conversation that comes from heaven but a declaration that this is, this is my son in whom I am well pleased and so we see from that very moment from the age of 30 Jesus he begins to preach repentance he begins to demonstrate the kingdom of heaven. He begins to forgive the sinner. He begins to heal the sick. He begins to heal the diseased. But we see that even from the beginning it was the plan of God 
that we be a kingdom of priests. We see from the beginning when God institutes the priesthood that, that we be a kingdom of priests. Exodus 19 and 6 says, And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. And the holy nation that these are the words that thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And I, and God is still, he is still continuing here with his plan to restore the relationship that was lost when sin entered into the world. But we see even as well when we, as we are called into the priesthood that we go through that process. There's a process that happens even to us. There's a purification there. There has to be an anointing. There has to be a declaration that we are sons of God because now it's not just a select group of Levites now it's not just a select group who can connect with God but he's saying I'm calling everybody I need everybody to be a part of this kingdom of priests and we see we see that purification. We see that washing. We see Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then in verse 39 it says, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all who are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You are called. The reason that you are here this morning is because you have heard the call of God. And he says this promise isn't just for a select group anymore. This promise isn't just for a few Levites. It's not for just a few people that have been born into the right family situation. That have been born into the right family. But he says I'm calling everybody. He says I want to fill everybody with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I need to wash them. I need to purify them. I need to anoint them because. I'm calling everyone because today you don't have to be born into the right family you don't have to be born into the right situation God says I, I, I'm filling everybody with my spirit we see we see the, the, the steps there in Acts chapter 2 we see the, we see the washing we see, we see the washing we have to be washed by, 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 baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of our sins there's that washing we, we have to be anointing the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost pours is poured out upon us and then there must be a declaration that we are sons of God and, and that's what happens when we begin to speak in other tongues as the spirit of God God gives the utterance. It's something that comes from on high. A declaration from on high that says, this is my son. This is my daughter. This is who I, this is who I am calling. We, we think that we've got to get everything together. We've got, we, we've got, in order for God to use me, in order for God to, to, to use, I, I, I've got to get everything together. I, 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 I wasn't born in the right family. I've only, I've only been in church a, a couple of months. I've, I've, I've only, I've only been here just a short amount of time. But, 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 but God is calling everybody. Everybody. One of the greatest soul winners in my church in Barcelona. It's a lady who's a former madam, and God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She was baptized in the name of Jesus. Now she's one of the greatest soul winners that are in our church. She's got people there at church every week. She's got people there being baptized in the midweek. But, 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 
when we don't even have service. There's people she's bringing to the church, and I got someone else to baptize. And I'm not, we're, we're talking, we're talking bankers, we're talking people that are in high positions, all, the, all these connections, and and she's beginning to witness to people and bring people to the house of God. What what God took a, a situation that that seemed bad, and He said, you know what? I, I, I'm going to wash them. I'm I'm going to purify them, and I have called them so that they can be a priest unto me, so that they can serve me. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter your background, how bad it's been, how bad you've messed up. Jesus says, I can wash you and I can anoint you and I can call you. I'm looking for every because in these last days, he said, I need everybody that I can in this last day, church. My assistant pastor, looking at him, you would think that you would think that he has been in church his lifetime, talking to him and, and the way he knows the word of God and the way that he preaches now the word of You would think that he has been in church for his entire life. He's only been in church for about seven years, but he came into our church, a, a broken man. He came into our church and he, he had decided that he was going to kill his family and he was going to kill his children and he was going to kill himself. And then he walked into our church. Because there was a calling. He didn't know why he walked in there. He hadn't been inside of a Pentecostal church before. But he came in and he repented of his sins. God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And he said, "I." He, the Lord said, I have called you. I have called you. You'd look at him. He said, man, that guy has been in church all his life. No, he, he has. He just been in church seven years. But, but when God takes a hold of us and he is able to take a situation that seems so bad, it doesn't matter the background. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter. He may not have been born into the right family. He may have never been in church in his life. But God said, I'm calling everybody. I'm trying to get a hold of everybody because in this last day generation I need a kingdom of priests who can serve me. I need a kingdom of priests who who can be my hands. I, I need a kingdom of priests who can minister unto me. John 1 and 12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. There is a declaration when we begin to speak in other tongues, there was a there was a declaration. It's more than just us coming up front, and it's it's more than than just receiving a, a special gift. It's more than just an extra gift. But it is literally it is literally God saying, "This is my son. This is my daughter, in whom I am well pleased." It, it is literally the the voice of heaven, as in the same way that as Jesus was baptized, there was a declaration from heaven saying, "This is my son." We see now in the New Testament, now in the New Testament church. We see as we come down and we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's more than just just another just another gift, but it is literally the declaration of God saying, "This is my daughter. This is my son. That I can use them in my kingdom. I can use them in the priesthood. I, I knew I can use them." We're beginning to see it happen all around the world on the day of Pentecost. I'm thankful for the 120 that received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for the 3,000 that that later that day they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But we are beginning to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost around the world like we have never seen before. On an average, just within the United, the organization of the United Pentecostal Church, we are seeing an average of 3,000 receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost every 
single week just outside of North America. God is beginning to pour out His Spirit like we have never seen before. Why? Because He's looking for a kingdom of priests. He's looking for anybody. He doesn't care what background, what culture, what language. He says, I'm calling everybody because I need a kingdom of priests. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you are you are now priest unto Him. There's an army that's rising up. He's calling, He's calling, He's calling. The Bible says, Acts chapter 2 verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We see through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, He restores what was lost from man's first sin, and He declares, This is my son. This is my daughter. We see that relationship that begins to be restored. We see Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria. And unto the uttermost parts of the earth. We understand that it's more than just uh, just an extra gift. It's, it's even more than just the new birth experience. Of being born of the water and of the spirit. But but he says ye shall receive power. Ye shall Power for what? Power to make it to church on Sunday morning say woo if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost I wouldn't have made it this morning man if it, if it wasn't for the power of the Holy Ghost I wouldn't make it to, 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 to group meeting tonight he didn't fill us with power just to make it to church he didn't fill us with power just so we could pay our tithes he said well he he feel we, we can come to the house of God and shout a little bit and say, man, he filled me with the power. I made, if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, woo, wouldn't have made it this morning. But he's filled us with power that ye shall be witnesses. He says, I'm calling a priesthood. I need people that can go out and can be my hands, can be my feet, just as Jesus, when he was, when he was baptized and, 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 and a declaration went out, it was there after he goes into the wilderness and he, and he goes, he begins to lay hands on the sick. He begins to raise the dead and God has called us as a kingdom of priests that when we are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, now when we leave this place, we come into this place to be, to be equipped, but when we leave this place, we leave under the power of the Holy Ghost. Now we are representing the kingdom of God. We are now a kingdom of priests. And everywhere that we go, we're looking for somebody. And if there's a need, if there's a sickness, if there's a disease, we can lay hands on the sick. And the Bible says they shall recover because now we're representing the kingdom of God. Everywhere that we go, we say, can, is there saying, can I pray for you? Is there, because now I am the, I am that mediator between God and man. You walk into your job and they say, man, I'm having a bad day. I've been diagnosed with this. God has put you there. You are now a priest. You can say to them, would it be okay if I pray for you right now? Because he has given me power and authority over sickness. He has given me power and authority over disease. I, I, I can lay hands on the sick and, and they shall recover. He's given us the power of the Holy Ghost to, 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 to do more than just make it to church on Sunday. 
More, more than just make it, make it here, but, but so that we can go out of this place and we are witnesses that everywhere that we go, we, we are spreading the kingdom of God. We are representing who He is. The assistant pastor that I was telling you about, who's only been in church, uh, seven years this last year, he, he called me, he, he was called, he called me about going up to go see someone who was in the hospital. And, uh, he went up and, and they were sick and dying and, and they called him to go to the hospital. He went up there to pray for them and he, he laid hands on them and he left and he called back the next day and, and, uh, he, he said, how's, how's that lady doing? He said, well, we're sorry, but things have gotten worse. She's, she's now in a coma. And they don't think that she's going to make it. So he called me and he said, Pastor, what I do? I, I prayed for her and things have gotten worse. I said, I said, well, go back up there and let's pray again in the name of Jesus. We're representing the king of kings. We are now priest unto him. We have power and authority. And she may be in a coma, but we have authority in the name of Jesus. He, he went out the next day. She had been in a coma for three days. A lady who had never been into our church. He walked in there, laid hands on her. And as he laid hands on her and commanded that sickness to go, that lady who was in a coma for three days set up immediately, lifted her hands and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit of God gave the utterance. Her sister who was sitting beside her her sister who had never been received the Holy Ghost began to weep and cry and begin to, to freak out and get scared what was going on he said don't worry she's just receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost and if you would like to receive the Holy Ghost just lift your hands and God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost that lady lifted her hands and right there in the hospital God filled that other lady with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as well because God is calling everybody He's saying whosoever will. He says, I don't care who you are. I'm wanting to use you so that you can see an outpouring of my spirit. When we leave here, we need to understand we are a kingdom of priests. That when you walk onto your job, you're the most powerful person that there is on that job. When you walk into the grocery store, you're the most powerful person that there is that walks into there. You come representing the kingdom. You come representing the king of kings. You, you come representing him. We are now priest unto him. He said, well, I, I, I don't really have it all together. Uh, it, it, maybe if I get my, maybe if I get my life together, then, then, then God can call. No, He has already called you. He called you in your present state. He called you right where you are. He, he doesn't wait until you get it all together and then call you. He calls you out of darkness into His light. In the midst of your turmoil, in the midst of your situation, in the midst of, uh, of a bad situation, in the middle of it, the voice of God comes in and says, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. I'm, I, I've got a plan for you. I, I want to fill you with, I want to empower you with, with my spirit. And it's something that's within our flesh at times. Every one of us, we, we have that, that mentality. Well, I, I've got to get myself together. If I can get it all together, then, then God will use me. If I can get it all together, then I'll, I'll get involved in the house of God. If I can get my life together, then I can get into church. No, no, no. God doesn't ask that we get it all together. He calls us. Then he cleanses us. Then he anoints us. Then he proclaims, this is my son. This is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. He empowers us with his, his spirit so that we can go out and be witnesses unto him. Some of you have thought in your mind, well, I'm going to go to church and I'll, 
That'll help me. And once I, once I get my life together, once everything is together, then, then, I'll, then maybe I can be good enough that God can use me. There's none of us that are good enough. There's no one on this platform that's good enough. We can't be good enough. But he calls us in spite of everything. And he says, I've got a plan for you. He says, I want to fill you with my spirit. I want to anoint you. He said, because in this last day generation, this last day harvest, I need all hands on deck. I need every, I need whosoever will. I need whoever can because I need a kingdom of priests that can represent me here on the earth. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're called. Now, some of you heard it, but you didn't really believe it. Say, you're called. Tell the other person, say, you are called. You are called. What? In the middle of all of this, in the middle of my situation, in the middle of this mess, in the middle of the, how I'm living, in the, in, in the middle of my bad decisions, I, I'm called. Yes, in the middle of everything. He's called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. The question will be, will you answer the call because he's calling I don't, I don't I don't have time to go into it but but we see several callings in, in, in the word of God we're called we're, then we're called to salvation then we're called to purpose then, then then I believe there's that final call of the rapture he's always calling and he has called you I want us all to stand this evening this morning He's called you. The Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. Because as we are called and he fills us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is that that confirmation of his spirit coming down. He said this is my son. This is my daughter. In whom I'm well pleased. I've called them to the priesthood. In my church in Barcelona, we I, I I don't I don't even lay hands on the sick hardly anymore. Because there's a kingdom of priests that have been called. And we have seen some of the most amazing miracles, signs and wonders. I never prayed for them. But those new converts Begin to lay hands on them because they understood I'm a, God has called me. I'm a priest unto Him. I'm, I'm now representing Him. He's called me. Some of us who have been in church a little too long, we, 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 we don't really believe what the Word of God says. But, but you know, the new converts, they come into the Word of God and they believe everything the Word of God says. And you tell them that these signs shall follow them that believe and they know, okay, yeah. I had this new convert one time, uh, this last year, who ran up to me. She came. She brought her friend for the first time. She ran up on the platform. She said, Pastor, I brought my friend here. And uh, she's blind in one of her eyes. She said, I'm praying, and that blind eye is not opening. And I, I said, well, is this her first time? She said, yes. She said, I said, has she ever received the Holy Ghost before? She said, no. She, I said, well, go back and lay hands on her until God fills her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And she begins to speak in other tongues, and, and then come tell me. So she ran back down. 
She runs down, lays hands on her friend, new convert, lays hands on her friend. A couple minutes later, that lady's speaking in other tongues. She runs back up to the plow. She said, Pastor, my friend's here. She, she's speaking in other tongues now. God's filled her with the Holy Ghost. She said, now what do I do? I said, well, now go back down. These signs shall, let, shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So lay, hand on your, lay hands on your friend's blind eye and command the blind eye to open and, and see what happens. So she ran back down. She laid hands on her friend. In the name of Jesus, I, just a new convert. I'm not talking about someone who's been in church, not someone who's, who, who's, who's a preacher, who's a pulpit ministry. With, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I command this blind eye to open in the name of Jesus. Instantly, that blind eye popped open. She began to dance around. She began to shout. She ran up. She said, Pastor, the blind, the blind eye is open now. Just a new convert, just, just someone who'd recently received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But God is calling anyone. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak in new tongues they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover he says I I need everybody on board I'm calling everybody to be a part of this last day priesthood if you are here this morning and you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Jesus will fill you this morning. He will fill you with His power this morning. You will begin to speak in an unknown language as He as He declares, "This is my son. This is my daughter." If it's been a while since you've had that re- that renewal of the Holy Ghost, God will renew you this morning, and you can leave out of here with power in your spirit. Leave out of here with faith to go out and do what God has called you to do. you are here this morning and you have sickness in your body disease in your body these signs shall follow them that believe and we just happen to believe that this is a priesthood of believers here that God has called all of us to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover ask you to lift your hands toward heaven close your hand, eyes just where you're at lift your hands Lord Jesus we thank you Lord that you have called every one of us you have called us you have called us you have called us Lord we thank you Lord that you have called us Lord and I pray God that you would help us to respond to your call this morning that you have called us for a reason you haven't just called us to make it to church you haven't just called us to, to come to church on Sunday morning but you have called us for a deeper purpose you have called us for a reason and I pray right now that you would help us and strengthen us to answer your call this morning so that that we may be filled we may be empowered with your spirit Lord that we may be transformed that we may be changed in the name of Jesus Lord I ask right now that you would let the conviction of the Holy Ghost flow upon us right now Lord let us have a revelation of what you are trying to say to us this morning Lord let us have an understanding of what you are saying Lord let us have an understanding Lord that this wasn't just for my brother but this was for me this morning this wasn't just for my neighbor this morning but you were speaking to me you have called me you have called me Lord there's a reason that I'm here this morning but you have called me (laughs) 
If you are here this morning and you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, but you would like that empowerment this morning, if you could just lift your hand right where you're at. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but you say, Pastor, I, I, I need that, that power of the Holy Ghost flowing in me. Just lift your hand and, and wave it at me just for a moment. Say, Pastor, I, 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 I need that experience this morning. If you're here this morning and you need a renewal of the Spirit as well, just, just lift your hand here this morning. I think that's all of us. I think that's all of us. We need to be renewed in the power of the Holy Ghost every day. Every day. Every day. If you're here this morning and you need healing in your body, lift your hand this morning. If you need healing in your body, lift your hand. We're here and there's a priesthood of believers. That are here in just a moment we're going to minister to one another. And the Holy Ghost is going to do a work among us. Because he's called all of us. All of us. If you lifted your hand. If you, if you would like to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Or, or you need a renewal. Or you have sickness in your body. I would like you to begin to come around the front here. And here in just a moment. We're going to pray together. And believe that God is going to do miracles. That God is going to fill us. That God is going to renew us. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. That God is going to change us. If you need a touch from the Holy Ghost this morning. I want you to begin to come around the front. Just begin to come around the front. And in just a moment. We're going to pray together. Amen. And God is going to show himself in this place amen amen thank you thank you if you thank you we're going to listen to that call we're going to answer the call this morning hallelujah jesus that's it amen now Are there any believers that are here? Okay, I got a few of you. Okay. I'd like some believers to come around with the front with me as well. Because these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall speak with new tongues. And if we are a priesthood of believers, now here in just a moment, we're going we're gonna to lay hands on those who have needs. We're gonna, and God is going to do a miracle in our lives. Now, Don't pray just yet, but just if you're a believer, I want you to come around the front as well. And in a moment, you're going to help us to minister to the people that are here. Now, if you're here this morning and you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, but you would like to receive the Holy Ghost, just lift your hands right where you're at. I mean, if there's anyone here who's never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Okay. If you are here this morning and you need a miracle in your body, lift your hands right where you're at. Okay. Thank you. Now, tell you what we're going to do. Keep your hand. If you have sickness in your body, lift your hand. I need some believers to come and to stand in front of each one of these people that have their hands up. Don't pray for them just yet, but just, just stand in front of them. Don't pray for just yet. We're going to pray together here in just a moment. Just pray it. And I want you to ask that person, what is it that they need from Jesus? Don't pray for them, but just ask them.
Now, I want you to ask that person what their need is. <clears throat> maybe they need healing. Maybe they, maybe they need deliverance. Maybe they're struggling with something, whatever the case may be. And here in a moment, we're going to pray together because we are a priesthood of believers. Now, one of the things that we are going to do before we pray for the needs, we're all going to pray a prayer of repentance. And the reason that we're going to pray a prayer of repentance is because many times the devil will come to us and he will say, you can't receive what you need from God. You can't receive the Holy Ghost. You can't receive healing. He'll, he'll bring something to our memory that we've done in the past. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray a prayer of repentance just to prepare our hearts to receive deliverance, to prepare our hearts to receive healing, to prepare our hearts to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And after we pray that prayer of repentance, we're going to lift our hands. Let's everyone practice that just real quick. Just lift your hand. You can put your hands down. That's a sign of surrender to Jesus. We're going to close our eyes, not because it's something spiritual, but just simply because so that we can focus on Jesus. The other thing that we're going to do is we're going to lift our face towards heaven because we do not come this morning begging God for something, but we come expecting to receive from Him. And so we will lift our heads towards heaven in faith, expecting to receive from Him. So if your need is healing this morning, if it's deliverance, and when we get done praying the prayer of repentance, we are not going to beg God to heal us. We're not going to beg God to deliver us. We're not going to beg God to, 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 to free us. But we are going to begin to thank God. Because when we begin to praise God, that is faith. And faith says it is already done. Faith says I'm already healed. Faith says I'm already delivered. Faith says I'm already set free. And so when we pray the prayer of faith in a moment, we're going to begin to worship God and thank Him as if it has already happened. Because that is faith. We are going to pray a prayer of repentance together. Every one of us from the front to the back. If you could close your eyes with me. We are going to pray a prayer of repentance to prepare our hearts to receive what he has for us. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would right now come and forgive us. Lord, I've done things that I shouldn't have done. Lord, I've said things that I should not have said. I've thought things that I should not have thought. Lord, I've had attitudes that I should not have had. I ask that you would forgive me, God. Lord, I want to start over this morning. I pray that you would forgive me, Lord. Let the blood that was shed on Calvary, let it begin to wash over me. Let it cleanse me, Jesus. Lord, Lord, I pray that you would forgive me, Lord. I need to, Lord, I pray that I could start over this morning. Lord, you see even the hidden things. Lord, the things that I can't even remember. I ask that you would forgive me, that you would wash me, that you would cleanse me, Lord. Lord, I want to start over, Jesus. Lord, I pray that the blood that was shed on Calvary, Lord, let it wash over us again tonight, this morning. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, cleanse me, wash me, purify me in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for your blood. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you, Jesus, for for the opportunity to start over. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Just begin to thank Him for just a moment. Lord, I thank You, Lord, for washing me. Thank You for forgiving me. Thank You, Lord Jesus, for for a new start. I thank You, Jesus.
Now, if you are here and you need a miracle in your body, in your spirit, if you want to receive the empowerment of the Holy Ghost, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your face towards heaven and with a voice begin to begin to thank Him in advance. And as the priesthood of believers, I want you to lay hands on that person and begin to declare the kingdom of God. Begin to declare healing in the name of Jesus by the power and the authority of the Word of God. And in the name of Jesus, I take dominion and authority of every spirit of infirmity, every sickness. I loose miracles in the name of Jesus. That's it. Right now, and that's it. As you begin to thank Him, healing is going to come. Right now, deliverance is going to come. That's it, that's it, that's it. Begin to declare the word of the Lord in the name of Jesus. I lose deliverance and healing in the name of Jesus. We lose the spirit of God right now in Jesus' name. Every sickness, every disease has to go. That's it, step in. Hallelujah, as a priesthood of believers. Ye shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. As you begin to worship Him, as you begin to thank Him, miracles are going to happen. As you begin to worship Him, you're going to feel your tongue wanting to go a different direction. You'll begin to speak in other tongues. Don't be afraid of that. That's just the Holy Ghost coming upon you. As you begin to worship Him, you may feel your tongue begin to tremble. Just let your tongue go. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the power of the Holy Ghost coming upon you. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Father saying, this is my son. This is my daughter I'm calling them into that royal priesthood
That's it. The Holy Ghost is still moving. Pray for somebody else. If you're done praying for someone, then we are a kingdom of priests. We're a priesthood of believers. You don't know what their need may be, but if you can begin to pray for them, God can use you to see miracles happen. God can use you to see healing transform, transpire. God can use you to see chains being broken. Hallelujah. That's it. Step out in authority in the name of Jesus. Step out in authority. We take dominion and authority over every spirit of addiction. We take dominion and authority of every spirit of bondage in the name of Jesus and we lose the freedom of the Holy Ghost. That's it, just for a few more moments, let the Holy Ghost flow through you. Let the Holy Ghost flow through you this morning. Hallelujah. If you have the Holy Ghost, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost for just a few more moments. The Lord is ministering to people. Hallelujah. That's it, that's it. Just push us a little bit more.
Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I wonder just for a moment if you could. I'm not, I'm not attempting in any way to add to or take from. But as I was sitting here today and listening to the, to the word of God that was going and, and in the, in the beginning, Brother Herod was saying many times about, um, being called and being chosen. It's one thing to not know you're called, but it's another thing to know you're called and walk away from the call. It's one thing to not be in this place maybe for the first time and you don't recognize you're called or you're struggling believing you're called and God is trying to help you, but it's a whole other thing. It's amazing to watch some of you that know you're called but would rather choose to walk away. And this first came to me, this very familiar part of the story of Jesus came to me, and I just for quick reference sake to read it. Luke chapter 24, verse number 1 says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with him. And they found the stone rolled away, from the sepulcher and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth. They said unto them, and this is the the line that hit me this morning. Why seek you the living among the dead? We can get so used to knowing Jesus in his death that we miss the call of the resurrection and the life. And when you come to him, you first come to him and you find him in his death and burial. When you come to Jesus, the first place you find him is on that cross of Calvary and that blood flowing and washing over you. But you're supposed to move off that. But the problem is when we let our life be run by our flesh and we let our life be run by the own pleasures, then the only way we know him is we know him from an empty tomb. We try to go back to the place we first found him. And when we go back there, we're like, where's Jesus? Where'd he go? And then we start questioning. Is it really true? Maybe I made all this up. And we start questioning ourselves. The Bible said they were perplexed. They didn't know what was going on. Who am I? It's amazing to watch people who have walked with God now question, who am I? What am I doing here? Do I even belong here? Do, is this the church I belong to? Do I need to go to another church? Do I need to go somewhere else? Do I need, and they're perplexed. Why are you perplexed? Cause you show up looking for Jesus in an empty tomb. And you say, what does that mean? And here's the answer. Because you're searching for the living among the dead. You're chasing his death because you've allowed yourself to walk in your own death. You who are dead in your trespasses and sin. And can I tell you today that I don't believe, and, and I'm not in any way trying to add to 
the Word of God. But I want to just confirm, but I don't believe today was simply for our first-time guests or our, or our new members that are here. We're so glad you're here. But I don't believe it was just for you. I believe God was trying to remind somebody in here today that I have called you. But stop looking for me in a tomb. Because I don't dwell in a tomb anymore. I'm supposed to be dwelling in you. And notice he took the people that were looking for him in a tomb. And he sent them to Jerusalem to be the temple. Not go search for him in the temple. And I just, what what would happen in this place? I, I, I have to, I'm, I'm, Bishop Wright taught this week about being the seed of Abraham. What would happen is what Brother Herod was saying and what Bishop Wright was saying, if we walked out of this place knowing who we are, when you go on your job tomorrow, you walk in that job tomorrow knowing that, as he said, you were the most powerful. And then mean you walk in there and you tell your boss, hey, I'm here today, and I'm the most powerful person in this room. Because God hasn't sent you there to affect the natural kingdom. We have people in this room. You don't know this. And I'm saying this to the Holy Ghost. It's, it's been amazing. The people in this room. How many people we have that are connected in places in the government. They're not elected officials. And you know the best part about that is? is because the people didn't put them there. God put them there. They weren't put in their place because they were voted into. We've got men in this room that are in places right now that are, to, that are controlling and being a part of the national security of this country. Not people that are pusher, uh, paper pushers, but decision makers in this room. Why? Because God is trying to put people of His kingdom in places, not to affect the natural kingdom, but because He is the one that's in control of all this. He's the one that puts up one and sets another down. We're not just another place. I don't mean that towards anybody, and I'm going to say it, and you'll know what I'm talking about, but I drive by a church every Sunday on my way here from 50 that a lot of people turn into but we're not like any other church not saying that we're better than them and God's trying to help whatever they're hungry whatever I'm simply saying we've got to stop trying to be like them and start being who God's called us to be and the, and the man of God said it. we are a we're a chosen generation we're chosen. God's chosen this vest, this body, and you to be in this body for a reason. And the moment we start really believing that, look at all that God's done the last two years. Look at all the stuff that we've been through the last two years. Look at all God's changing. You think he's just changing that to make it more comfortable? You think God's doing all that so we can have a a, a, a better place to go to church or, a, 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 you know, we can have our own little clique and our own little language? He's not doing that. He's doing that to transform us so that we can be empowered to be ultimately what he's called us to be. And what is the one thing he said it today? And, and we don't talk and he doesn't share this, but he said it in a different way. But one thing, what we're trying to do, we're trying to eliminate this gap. That's the one thing we've been trying to do for two years is tear down this gap and break every spirit that stands in this gap. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the gap that makes you the audience and me the entertainment. Trying to break the gap that makes 
Whoever's up here, the one doing it, and you just cheer everybody on, or you bring more spectators to get caught up in the action. And we're trying to break this down because it's not about who's up here. The Bible says in Ephesians that what happens here is supposed to empower you to do what you're called to do, not you to be the spectator and the cheerleaders to empower this to do what it needs to do. This has got to be broken. But I'm afraid that some of us still haven't made the transition between there and there, that there is no gap. If I could get away from it, I wouldn't have a pulpit and a platform. I'd stand right there in the middle. Because it's not about this gap. Because this gap puts you in the passenger seat. And then you can just go tomorrow and get up. And in case you're wondering, don't panic. We're still okay. It's still early. The Lord did a quick work with Brother Herod. So he gave me a few extra minutes. You see some of you going, oh my goodness. We're still early. I would still be going for another 20 minutes. So I'll, I'll, I'll still let you out early. But this has got to break. And we've made some transitions, but we're still not there. Is that this break here, it's not about the, the preacher or whoever's up here. That's the leader. Everyone else is joining along. We are all. Because here's what happens. With that mentality, when you walk on your job tomorrow, you walk on the job as Esteban. Just Esteban. Sorry, that's what happens when you sit on the front and you get picked on. And you say, hey, what about my pastor? Or what about my church? Or what about this? When God has called you to be empowered. Not to call the pastor, not to call the church. He hasn't called us to go to church. He's called us to what? Be the church. Hey, you got it. We've been doing it. Well, did you feel that? I feel like somewhere a little faith just showed up. He hasn't called us to go to church. We've been saying it for two years. Not go to church. He's called us to. That's why God said, when I start Antioch West, I'm going to put you in a place that doesn't look like a church. we got stuff on the walls. We've got this. So that when we go somewhere, we're not going to go to church, but we're going to be the church. And when we start being the church instead of going to church, it's going to happen, folks. It's going to happen. We're going to happen. God is at work. And, and I feel in this, my spirit that we have been in a transition period. There's been some shaking. There's been some quaking. There's been some things moving in the spirit. And there's, there, you know, the Bible says anything that can be shaken shall be shaken. I feel like we've been on that period of time. You know the great thing about a fire is a fire burns up everything that has no value. And some of us collectively and individually have been in a fire. My wife and I were talking the other day and the Lord was talking to her and I don't want to steal her thunder but forgive me she'll have to forgive me for stealing her thunder but the Lord was talking to her and she said it's amazing all the women in Antioch West that are going through stuff physically, right? Physically. It's not just one or two. It'd be one thing, one or two, but when there's multiple, why? Why? Oh, you know, we just serve this God that's just up there, you know, he didn't know what to do. Why is, why is this happening? Because there are some things God's trying to do to burn out some things in our life so that what really matters remains.
what really matters for me. You ever got that call? In the, you know, we've had several times in the, in, a, in, in over the last number of years, we've got that dreaded early morning call. When your phone rings at three in the morning, it's not to tell you that you're loved, <laughs> or someone misses you. When that phone goes off three or four in the morning, it's to say something bad has happened. And the last number of years, we've had several of those calls. And you know what? In those moments, especially if it's somebody you love, when you pick up that phone and you hear those words. It, nothing else matters. The only way you things, these things that are of no value start to matter is because you've got too much stuff in your life. And God says, I need to come back through and put some things back in perspective. But why is he doing that? Because he's trying to put him in perspective. He's trying to be the perspective. Would you stand this morning? Brother Herod, thank you for obeying God today. Thank you for obeying and speaking faith into this house today in Jesus name praise God praise God praise God praise God you know what I'm just going to say it in faith I believe there's going to come in time and I don't know who you're going to be so according to your faith so be it unto you whatever whatever one of you whichever small group wants to have this happen but I believe there's going to one day be a small group meeting on a Sunday afternoon I'm just going to be prophetic and say it. The power of God's going to hit you so hard in your house or whatever you're meeting in. We have, we have houses. We've got office buildings. We're everywhere. The power of God's going to hit that office so strong that you're going to get out of that room and you're just going to start walking down the street. You're going to start walking around in the neighborhood. You're going to start walking and people are going to start looking and going, what's going on? And all of a sudden, God's going to start doing things. I said it when we started two years ago. God didn't... Take us out of this building to get comfortable in another building. He didn't take us out of this place and put us in your home so we could kick back on your couch and drink lemonade and talk about Jesus. He put us in those places because he's trying to get us closer and closer to being able to touch and demonstrate who he is. Not bring people to Jesus, but to take Jesus to people. Would you clap your hands one more time and let's give God thanks. Praise you, Father. I thank you, Father. I magnify you, Jesus, for you are great and you are greatly to be praised. Turn to somebody and just tell them one more time. Look them right in your face and say, be the church. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. Once again, I, I can say it now. We have a, a moment. It was a great honor to have brother and sister Herod with us from missionaries to Spain. We're so grateful. And then it was such a wonderful honor to have brother uh, and sister Favors, missionaries to Luxembourg with us today. We're so thankful to have them. If you haven't given your tithe and offering today, and you don't give online, you can still give. The offering baskets are up here. Let the Lord lead you. If not, would you help us break down? God bless you. Shake somebody's hand. Greet them. Encourage them in Jesus. God bless you.